We fall, we break, we fail. But then we rise, we heal, we overcome. I choose to live by choice, not by chance. To be motivated, not manipulated. To be useful, not used. To make changes, not excuses. To excel, not compete. I choose self-esteem, not self-pity. I choose to listen to my inner voice, not the random opinions of others. I choose to do the things others will not, so I can continue to do the things others cannot. Fate whispers to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. The warrior replied, I am the storm. This is Doc's Daily Dose, and you are a warrior. Welcome to Doc's Daily Dose. I'm your host, Coach Doc. So I got one of my favorite things to do right now, which is to respond to a question, a scenario, a situation, or a problem. One of the listeners emailed me in. Please know that anytime you have a topic suggestion, a question you want to ask, whatever it may be, you can always email me at coachdoc at muchlovealways.com. That's coachdoc at muchlovealways.com. I'll never mention your name. I'll make sure to keep it anonymous. But I love these. So I'm going to read the email in its entirety. And then I'm going to share my thoughts. The email reads as follows. Hey coach, lately I've been observing a strange quirk or character flaw in myself and I need some ideas on two things. One, why would I find myself doing this? Two, how can I work on not doing this? What is it? I seem to place doubt on almost everyone in my circles. There are only a few that I don't seem to apply this to. It could be something as simple as someone calling out of work. I'm sure they may be ill or dealing with something, but maybe they wanted a longer weekend. It could be someone saying they plan to do or take care of something and I just seem to take it as empty words. Do you think this means I don't trust people? Does it mean that people of my past have given me reason to doubt? Or am I possibly more aware of situations and trusting my gut? Is there an exercise or thought process I could apply when I find myself doing it again? I'm not sure why these trivial things are even relevant to me. I cannot honestly identify why I'm doing this. Maybe you could shed some light. Thank you for taking a moment to listen. So I won't try to psychoanalyze you. I won't try to say anything about your past experiences having an effect on your world today. And it's not because I can't make an assumption. It's because that's what it would be is an assumption. One, I would just be theorizing. But two, I don't know your history. I mean, the low-hanging fruit is to say that growing up, the only person you could trust was yourself. People lied to you, gave you empty promises. So now you make sure that when you want to get something done, you get it done yourself and you do it right. and You don't wait on others. But that's the low-hanging theorizing fruit. I don't know if that's true. I don't know your history. So I won't put that on you. But there's a lot to unpack here in just what you wrote regardless of your history. First, I seem to place doubt on almost everyone in my circles. There are only a few that I don't seem to apply this to. How many circles you got? Why are they your circles? It seems like the ones you don't apply that to are your closest circle, probably family and loved ones, which is all that matters, which goes to your statement. I'm not sure why these trivial things are even relevant to me. Why are they? 
right? I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions back because this is something you have to reflect upon. But why do you have so many circles? I keep a very small knit circle and I trust those in it. And see, I can't make assumptions about your history, but I can tell you about mine. The reason I have that small circle is because I had to. I couldn't trust everyone. I'll give you one chance and I'll give you one mistake. After that, we can be acquaintances, but you'll no longer be my close friend. You just won't. And that's not bad. That's not good, positive or negative. It's just what is for me because of my history. I couldn't let people just keep coming in and out of my life. And so we kept our circle small. But if it's the people outside of the few that you apply it to, why is it relevant to you? And let me say this. It's okay for you not to trust others. It's based in survival. If you just went out trusting every single human being you ever met, hell, let's take it away from human beings. Are you going to trust every animal you come across and stick your hand out to pet a dog that you don't know? So it's okay not to trust folks that aren't in your immediate circle, your closest circle. You ask the question, do you think this means I don't trust people? I think you've kind of answered that for yourself with the question itself. Does it mean that people in the past may have given me reason to doubt? Well, we kind of touched on that one already. I don't know your past, so you have to answer that for yourself. Or am I possibly more aware of situations and trusting my gut? That could be very much so. I trust my gut all the time and am extremely aware, hyper aware of situations simply because I was put in a lot of sketchy ones when I was a kid. So though I make assumptions and judgments about situations and people and circumstances, majority of the time, I'm either spot on or right around the target. You know, it's funny. The other day we were all hanging out for my dad's birthday. And it was me, my mom, my wife, and my dad. And we were talking and laughing and having drinks. And my dad made an analysis that was so spot on. And I had never thought about it. I had mentioned one of my superpowers. Not really sure how it got brought up. I think I just heard something in the distance. And everybody was like, what? And my wife goes, yeah, your son can hear electricity. Now, what does that mean? I... It's kind of, I don't speak on it much because it's not that I'm embarrassed. It's just, I don't know anyone else who does. So I don't talk about it. And it's really not useful or relevant except for when my kids say something under their breath. But I hear everything in the environment. Right now, as I'm doing this, I can hear the outlet that both the microphone and computer are plugged into. I can hear the soundboard. I can hear my computer humming. I can hear all the noises outside with the door shut, including my sons playing music and laughing, which you can't hear. And so my wife made a comment about how when I walk by something, I'll be like, do you hear that? And she'll be like, what? And then I'll point her to the direction of a light above us way at the ceiling and has this very faint hum. And my dad goes, yeah, it's, it's got this humming sound, right? And then my wife and mom looked at each other like, what? And my dad said, you know why that is, why you can hear that stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a superpower I had. He goes, no, because you were so keenly aware of your environment. And man, was he right. I'm aware of my environment at all times. It's something I try to teach my kids. And the reason I'm aware of my environment at all times is because I was put in some pretty shitty environments as a kid. So I had to know where the exit was, who was safe, who was sketch, who could I rely on, where to go, how to get out of a situation. I had to be able to hear what was going on at all times. My life depended on it. Maybe that's the case for you. Again, I don't know your history. 
But if you're asking me whether or not you trust people or whether or not it's trusting your gut, it could be a little bit of both because of your history. I know it is for mine. So let's take it away from my history and your assumed history because you're going to have to answer that again for yourself. And let's take it another route. Some say the things that bug you most about others, whether they're large or trivial, has a parallel connection to what you dislike about yourself. Now, it's not a direct correlation, a direct connection. It's not saying that you do the same thing. But let's think about this. If this stuff bothers you and you end up just taking care of things yourself, why would these meaningless things bother you or these assumed empty words be troublesome? Maybe you wish you could do that yourself. Maybe you wish you didn't have to always take care of things and you could trust and rely on people. Maybe you see it as a freedom to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to do this whenever and then never get it done. Or take a day off from work and say you're ill, even though you're not because you want a longer weekend. Maybe it's the fact that you're so honest. You wish at times, you wish at times you could tell a little fib to enjoy life a little bit more and have some of your time back. But you should think about that. If that is a reflection about something that you don't like about yourself, where is that connection? And again, it's not going to be surface level. You're going to have to go deep to make that connection and find out what it is. So I know I've given you a lot of questions to answer for yourself and maybe not a lot of answers. Or maybe I was exactly right with respect to your history. But the bigger part is, how can you work on not doing these things? Well, you've already conquered the first step, which is being self-aware to know that you do do these things. So whether you know it or not, you've checked off the first task on the list, being self-aware. Second, when you find yourself in that moment doubting someone's honesty, not trusting them to do something they say they would, take a second and ask yourself, why don't you trust them? Have they given you a reason not to? Because if they haven't been trustworthy in the past, why would you trust them now? If they've shown you that pattern, well then, your thinking's in alignment with what they've shown you, their history. Take a second to think about what it is about yourself that you don't like as a reflection of what they're doing. And then the last part of how not to do this, which is a difficult one, if they've given you no reason not to trust them, if they always say, well, you never give me a chance to do what I say I'm going to do, you just do it anyways, which I have a feeling you've heard that before. Well, you got to give them a chance. Give them a chance to prove you wrong. You don't have to start with big things. Start with something little. If the kids say they're going to do their laundry, let them do it. If the husband or wife says they're going to pay this bill and they're going to make sure to get it in on time, give them the opportunity to succeed or fail to gain your trust. See, we're not supposed to just hand over trust with all of our being. Imagine if I had a handful of stones and that is everything that I am. I'm not just supposed to say open your hands and dump it all out into the other person's palms. Rather, I take a tiny pebble, give it to them, little bit of information, little task, whatever it may be. See what they do with it. Do they take care of it? Do they follow through? Oh, they did? Here's a little bigger pebble. Oh, you completed that. You're earning more of my trust. Here's another and another until finally you can trust them with everything. But if you don't give them that chance, well, you're creating your own vicious circle of distrust. My wife and I battle about this all the time with the kids. She'll say, do this. 
and I'll wait and see how long before she gets upset and gets down their necks or says do it again or again or ends up yelling at them. Because my thing is, all right, you told them to do it, but did you tell them when it needed to be done by and how well it needed to be done? So if you just say do this, you haven't given specific enough instructions. So I'll sit back and wait because maybe they don't pick it up right then, but I hope that they eventually will. But if you give them specifics, I need you to clean your room before 2 p.m. because we're having guests at 3. And I need you to make sure that all your clothes are in the drawer folded, the floor is swept, and there's nothing under the beds and nothing on top of the desk and make your bed. Well, now they have specific instructions with a deadline. Let's see if they make it happen. So give people the chance to be successful or to fail, but set them up for success by giving them specifics of what you desire and earning your trust. I hope that's been helpful. And the process I just laid out on how not to do this, that's everyone's homework. The next time you catch yourself doing this thing, which we all do, go through that process. Stop and ask, why don't I trust them? Have they given me a reason not to? The thing that bothers me, if it's a reflection of what I dislike about myself, what is it? And let me give them an opportunity to either fail or succeed, but I'm going to set them up for success by giving them detailed instruction on what I want in order for them to earn my trust. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening and much love always. Be grateful for adversity, for it forces the human spirit to grow. For surely, the human character is formed not in the absence of difficulty, but in our response to difficulty. Thank you for listening to Doc's Daily Dose. I truly appreciate you. The ability to be honest and show strength and vulnerability doesn't happen without you pressing play. If you've got any suggestions, any ideas, or simply want to help make this show bigger and better, at the end of the show notes here, please feel free to donate and support Doc's Daily Dose. If you've got any questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, well, hit me up. A simple email, coachdoc at muchlovealways.com. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter on muchlovealways.com and check out anything else on the website. Again, I'm truly thankful for you. Much love always.